It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into how Chet Holmgren's injury impacts the Thunder's timeline, especially as it relates to Shea Gilders-Alexander. Will he be an OKC long-term? Will he get fed up with the rebuild? What's going to happen with SGA's future in Bricktown? We're diving all into that on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. I'm a media member and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com. And on today's show, brought to you by Bet Online, we're going to dive into the Thunder's future without Chet Holmgren this year, Shea's timeline with the team, and what happens within this season without Chet Holmgren. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I want to thank you so much right now for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. So far this week, we've talked about your mailbag questions, about how well Josh Giddy can progress as a shooter. We've talked about Chet Holmgren getting respect from other NBA executives around the league about him being the best rookie in five years from now from this rookie class. And we've discussed him being out for the season. I want to talk today about Shea. On today's show, I want to talk about Shea's just entire backstory in OKC and also take it and break it down. What my opinion on the situation is, what a negative opinion on the situation is, what a positive opinion on the situation is. So giving you all three angles of what's happening here in OKC and letting you decide for yourself 
What's your opinion? What's the most likely outcome? We're going to try to get to the bottom of this because I think that after the Chet Holmgren news, the immediate reaction was to question whether or not this had an impact on Shea's happiness or SGA's future in OKC. And I don't think that we know yet. So here's the backstory. I want to use this as a preference point. So keep this in mind with everything that I'm saying the rest of this podcast. Of course, SGA was the centerpiece of the Paul George trade. He was the tangible centerpiece. Obviously, the picks were the biggest selling point, but he was the thing that you had it in your hand after you traded away Paul George. He's an all-star caliber player. He is an incredible player. He's a fun player, and he's my second favorite player in the league to watch. Of every player in the league, SGA is number two, only behind Luka Doncic. Now, that is just watchability. That's just what I find enjoyable is watching Shea play the game of basketball. Not about talent level, not about any of that, but I enjoy his style. I enjoy watching his game stylistically uh, and Luka Doncic's game as well uh, for my two favorite players to watch in this league. Um, I would be incredibly sad if he plays in a different uniform between now and the end of his career. And if you trade SGA, I believe you spend that time looking for SGA. You spend that time looking for SGA. And as I say, as a disclaimer, every single time we even remotely broach this topic, the NBA is drama-filled. You can say what you want to about the league. You can say what you want about how the basketball has changed over the years and evolved all the way back from your grandparents' days of watching ball and their younger age all the way up until right now. You can talk about all the changes and, and, and just kind of decipher if they're good or bad. One thing everyone has to agree upon is that the NBA has more drama than any other league in American sports. It's why they play a lot of their games on TNT where drama happens. So you don't have to go looking for drama You don't have to go seeking it out. It will find you. Eventually, as the NBA world turns, your team will be in the midst of some NBA drama. So I don't love the idea of just just hunting it down because it will eventually come to you in due time. So with all that out of the way, again, today's mission is to decipher what I think will happen, what would be the positive outcome, uh, and what would be the possible negative outcome in all of this. So here's my take on the situation. I do not believe that this setback, this injury from Chet Holmgren impacts the timeline or happiness of SGA because this was already a year in which OKC was not going to be true contenders. We could sell ourselves on maybe they make the play in tournament. Maybe they're, you know, seven through 10. That's not true contention. And let's remember that you're dealing with Sam Presti. You're dealing with a forward thinking organization and not a short sighted one, not, not an organization in which you see the Kings, how the Kings are selling out to make the play in tournament at all costs because they're trying to break a devastatingly long playoff drought. This team is forward thinking and they're, and they're going to think about their future. And if it gets to the all-star break or a couple of weeks afterward, and the best you can do is the 10th seed or the ninth seed, they're going to look at that and say, what's more advantageous for our future getting to the 10th seed or getting a better chance at one of these generational talents in this draft. You, you can decipher how the Thunder would view that at that time and what they would do to pivot. So because of that, because of this year already, even with a fully healthy Chet Holmgren not looking like contenders, you didn't necessarily lose anything besides a year of growth between SGA and Chet Holmgren. But it's not as though Chet Holmgren disappears. Like you still have Chet Holmgren on your roster. You still have him for the next eight years. You still have him as a tool to to 
improve SGA's game in the future. And you just bettered your chances of getting a blue chip prospect in next year's draft class, or at least, you know, of course didn't hurt them or whatever. Uh, but you know, th- there is a realistic shot that you add now a top seven guy. And in my opinion, this draft is, is seven deep of guys that I think can be your one, two or three of a championship core. And whenever, whenever you already have a one in Shea and then you have whatever check can be and you have whatever Giddy can be, getting a top seven guy in this draft does unthinkable things to your core in a positive way. There is still a lot on the line this season for SGA as well. Not only is he trying to make his first all-star appearance and everything, but also this season is so important with finding a groove with Josh Giddy, trying to, to play together with Josh Giddy and kind of getting to that that kind of routine of a long playing alongside Josh Giddy. He also inked himself to a five-year deal with no opt-outs, and he signed that happily. And he oftentimes says that he's in constant contact with Sam Presti. We know that publicly and privately, folks, that they are in constant contact with the plan and that SGA is excited about that plan. And again, even with this setback, this team has the chance to have the best young core ever. If all these guys pan out, this would be a historic young core. And you lose the dead money owed to Kimba Walker, $27.4 million. You lose the dead money owed to Jermichael Green, $5.6 million. And you lose the dead money owed to Kyle Singler, uh, $999,000. So where you have no more dead money after the season's over with. And even though this injury from Chet Holmgren sets you back a year of development with Chet Holmgren on the floor, there's other avenues for him to take to develop. But... The Thunder also have so many options to pivot because they still have a ton of assets in the in draft capital with picks of their own, with picks owed to them from the Rockets, from the Jazz, who are looking to blow things up, from the Clippers. Like, they have a ton of draft capital to still go make an all-in move. They have a ton of options at their disposal to improve this roster around SGA even after the season's over, even with you know, entering the first year of Shut Homegrown next year with SGA and whoever you draft in the 2023 NBA draft class, which the 2023 draft projects to be closer to that of the 2021 draft class than the 2022 draft class in which 2021, I mean, you went five, six, seven names deep of guys you really, really like, of guys you really um, are happy with if you have invested in them uh, over this last, you know, over this last two draft cycles. I mean, you think about that 2021 class, Kate Cunningham, Franz Wagner, Jalen Green, you know, you, you have Josh Giddy, even Kaminga's look good, and Mobley's look good, obviously. Mobley's been incredible. Mobley's just been awesome. Scotty Barnes has been awesome. Like you have so many guys that you really that you really love from that class and that can that can vastly overhaul the perception of your franchise. Evan Mobley has done that. Cade Cunningham has done that. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes has done that. Josh Giddy's a part of that with OKC. You know, him taking that rookie year leap last year and, you know, looking the way he did as a rookie last year gives a lot of confidence. Again, think about where your emotions were whenever that card was revealed of Josh Giddy's name being called on draft day 2021. And think about where they are now whenever you hear the name Josh Giddy. Like, what we saw last year from that draft class was uh, was historic. It'll, it'll be very reminiscent of that draft class in 2023 uh, whenever you have guys like Victor Mignogna who is projected to be the best prospect since LeBron. So you have so many avenues to pivot that until we hear any negativity from Shea, I'm not there. I think that this is still going to be full force go and that you are giving Shea the runway. You're giving Shea the opportunity. You're giving Shea the ability to be one of 30 
players in this league who are the face of a franchise and to lead what could end up being a historic young core. That's what you're doing. That's what you're able to do at the end of the day. Now that I said my piece, let's flip this on its head and go to the negative version. And, and, and if you were to look at this from a glass half empty perspective, should the Thunder trade SGA or should SGA demand out of OKC? We're going to talk about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, a bunch of good friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this year. Find the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and best way to bet on your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, NFL, NBA. Go right now, head over to the website today and use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and actions this season. But online is where the game starts. And folks, look, if you're like me and the only sport you truly feel comfortable with putting hard-earned quiche down is basketball, well, you can still do that because they have NBA future bets like who will win the NBA championship. The Celtics are plus 500 and the favorites to win the NBA championship. The Bucks are plus 600. The Warriors are plus 700 to repeat. The Nets and Clippers are tied for fourth at plus 750. You can also bet on who will win each division and the Thunder are plus uh, 20,000 to win the uh, Northwest division. The Nuggets, the favorites there with the T-Wolves, a close second at plus 140 to win the Northwest Division. So get in on that. Go over there, bet online where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter, at LO Thunder Pod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, Locked On Thunder, we're going to uh, dive into SGA and the possibilities of his timeline in OKC. So I give you my take, which is pretty positive. But let's look at the negative take and, and kind of walk this through. So let's say the darkest timeline plays out and SGA wants out. Because you know what? 
after this year is over, you only have four more years to capitalize on SGA's window in OKC. Meanwhile, Josh Giddy has seven years left after this year. Chet Holmgren has eight years left after this year. The new pick that you draft in 2023 has nine years left on their contract after this year. Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara has eight years. Usman Jang has eight years. Uh, Trey Mann has seven years. So all these guys have seven to nine years left, while SJ only has four. And, you know, the 2023-24 season, even if it goes perfectly, is still predicated upon Chet Holmgren and the incoming rookie to get up to speed and play a massive role for an NBA team. And typically, young teams do not win big right away and don't win at all right away as young teams. And even making the play-in tournament or making the playoffs outright as a scrappy young team, that does not guarantee that you can get over the hump in the playoffs because even SGA in the bubble playoffs, he was a shell of himself of who he was in the regular season that year. And that was his second trip to the postseason and a postseason in which there was no crowd and no travel and no uh, anything. So it takes young guys time to figure out. I think that if SGA plays in the playoffs this year, you know, or whenever his next time in the playoffs is, he's going to dominate. He's going to score 25 points a night in the playoffs. I, I believe in his playoff ability. I just say that to say it's obviously not an easy translation for young players to make to go from the regular season to the to, to go from the regular season to the playoffs. Just like that translation from the college game or high school game or overseas game to the NBA game, regular season is not very easy at all either. So if we can agree that even if Great lottery luck. Let's say you land Victor Wimbignana. You get Victor Wimbignana, you get Chet Holmgren, you get SGA, you get Josh Kitty. You get this fun, incredible young team. Even so, the 2023-24 season will be about making the playoffs, will be about instilling a culture, will be about uh, getting to the dance and not getting over the hump. So now you're down to three years left of SGA. And at that point, will he demand a trade? What if he demands a trade right now? Well... That's not a terrible scenario for OKC because number one, first and foremost, the Thunder have him under contract for five more seasons, four after this year. We just saw the Brooklyn Nets back Kevin Durant into a corner and get him out of his trade demand because the Nets couldn't find market value on a guy who they held the rights to for four more years. So if he demands a trade, let's say we live in the darkest timeline and we go into our closets in the fetal position and start crying our eyes out because another star doesn't want to be here. And once again, we're left holding the bag as the battered stepchildren of the NBA. Let's say that. Let's say that that happens. And once again, your child's favorite player on the team is gone. Once again, that jersey you bought is now useless. Once again, you lose a possible all-star, lose a possible star, lose a possible superstar. Let's say that happens. Let's say that's how it goes. Either A, you force him to stay because he signed a contract, or B, you get fair market value for SGA, and you have one of the best general managers in the sport to get a nice haul for SGA and focus on the players with more years under team control. That's not a bad option, folks. I love SGA. Again, remember, remember the start of this podcast. I love SGA. He's my second favorite player in the entire league, even as a non-Thunder fan, to watch. If I took off my Thunder fan glasses, he'd still be my second favorite player to watch in the NBA. Remember all of that when I say this. Him asking out is not a death sentence to this rebuild or to this organization because you trust Sam Presti to get a haul. And if he doesn't, he's not going to make the move. Because even Kevin Durant couldn't force his way out with a much uh, less respected and regarded GM 
and coach and culture in Brooklyn and ownership group in Brooklyn. And even Kevin Durant still could not bully his way out. So SGA will not be able to, folks. I'm sorry. So either he demands a trade and Sam Presti gets a huge haul for him and you focus on the players who are under team control uh, and and this is no longer a storyline that is holding over OKC's head and the team and the players in this roster from now until the end of these five years. Or you keep SGA, he continues to thrive, he continues to be a star, and he continues to be exactly who you need him to be and adding these young pieces to him allows you to be back into title contention in two or three years. You see how even the darkest timeline in OKC is not all that grim. In fact, we still found positives in the darkest timeline because the Thunder are set up in such a position in in which this rebuild cannot go off the rails. You have a well-respected GM. You have too good of a culture. You have too, too good of assets, both on the floor and off of it in the draft pick category. You hate to say it this boldly, but there's no shot that this rebuild fails in OKC. There's just not. And I say that on the heels of your number two overall pick in Chet Holmgren being out for the entire season with a foot injury. And that's still the reality in which you live in. That's still where we're at in OKC right now with this rebuild. That's a pretty good, that's a, that's a pretty good space to be. That's a pretty good spot to be in. That's the negative aspect. That's the you know, zero dark 30, not again, the sky's falling aspect. Now, what's the over-the-moon positive realm in which this, this thing takes? What is the, what is the just uber-positive, everything-breaks-right scenario for the Thunder, for SGA, and for this rebuild? We're going to talk about that coming up on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you again for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day, we're here for you, free on YouTube, free on all your podcasting platforms. Every single episode is free. Go check us out wherever you get podcasts from. And now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts from the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. So search right now for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from, and you'll be able to find it there and listen and get set for week one of the NFL season and beyond. So if you haven't done your homework, if you checked out on, on the NFL in the offseason, now's a great time to jump back in, not only with your favorite team locked on podcast, like for me, love locked on chiefs, not only for the national show locked in NFL, but for this epic extravaganza preview podcast. Uh, once again, the ultimate pro football preview 2022, go check that out. Uh, wherever you get podcasts from, including on YouTube, folks. 
Now let's dive into the positive aspect of this. Let's look at this through thunder colored glasses. Let's let ourselves throw life and caution to the wind and just embrace the warm hug of a possible great scenario for OKC, which doesn't typically happen all that often. Uh, this team was never expected to do much this year. So why would SGA get upset if the Thunder, you know, can't control the scenario anyway? It's not as though the Thunder were projected to be a playoff team and Chet Holmgren is 100% healthy and could play in the Thunder telling him not to and they're just tanking for no reason. It's not like that. The Thunder can't play Chet Holmgren. Like, he physically cannot play the game of basketball. He has a Liz Frank fracture, like a Liz Frank injury, I should say. Their hands are like who could have predicted this? It was a freak injury uh, that no one could predict, that no one could could influence, and there's no shot to rehab him faster than the entire season. That's the bottom line. This did not have anything to do with OKC or, or, or the Thunder or what they wanted to have happen. And the team remains in constant contact with SGA, uh, and SGA has kept a positive attitude about OKC this entire time. So as I mentioned in the recap podcast about Chet's injury, sometimes you just throw your hands up and say, that's good old fashioned bad luck. And you move on and you try to, you try to get better. You try to just go forward. Now, what does going forward look like? Folks, there's still a world in which SGA becomes a superstar. He becomes a top 15 player in this league. And Josh Giddy with the new shot doctor of chip England shoots 30 to 35% from three within the next two years. What if that happens? What if Josh Giddy shoots 30 to 35% from three the next two, within the next two years, plus his playmaking, plus his ability uh, to score around the ring, plus, you know, improved defense, which you can project by his frame and, and ability. And what if Chet Holmgren, when he steps on the floor next year, is the real deal? And he is an all-star, star, superstar caliber of player. Let's just give him all-star. Let's let's bring the reins all the way back in. What if Chet Holmgren's an all-star? But then what if the team gets Victor Wimbanyana and he is truly a superstar and he is the best prospect since LeBron James, like many are saying? Well, now, SGA is a face of a franchise when there's only 30 franchises, folks. And even whenever you expand to 32, there's only one per franchise that can be the face of the franchise. He's one of 30 franchise face of the franchises. For a franchise that's on pace to do historic winning, whenever you have Chet Holmgren for eight years, Victor Mignogna for nine years, Josh Giddy for seven years. OKC could realistically get to the Western Conference Finals by the 2024-25 season. That's not this season, obviously. That's a playoff appearance next season where you fall short because you're just young and, and you can't close out a series. And the following season, boom. You're in the Western Conference Finals. And I, and I truly believe that during the 2023 offseason, the Thunder will make a move that we consider a splash. It's it's hard to describe it because I don't want to say trade for a star because then, then you're splitting hairs on who you classify as a star versus who I classify as a star. We'll know it when we see it. I truly believe that in the 2023 offseason, you will get a notification from your favorite newsbreaker on Twitter that you drop your jaw and you go into a scrolling panic on Twitter where all you do for the rest of the day, no matter if this happens at 3 a.m. or 3 p.m., all you do for the rest of the day is scroll Twitter and get info on this Thunder transaction and you get just reinvigorated with Thunder, with thunder excitement. I think that they're going to make that move in 2023. 
And again, we'll know when we see it. Will it be a star? I don't know. But I think that they're for sure going to trade for a complimentary piece to this to this roster. Where maybe he wasn't a star on his former team, but with the role that the Thunder want him to play, around SGA, around Josh Giddy, around Chad Holmgren, around Victor Romaniana, or whoever they draft, he'll look really, really good. It'll elevate his game in a big way. There's still so much to be excited about that I don't think it's worth having these, you know, doomsday outlook on the SGA situation. Because even if you want to have that outlook, even if you think it's best for the Thunder to cut ties with him, that that is not some disastrous fiasco, right? We just went through it. So what's your opinion on this? Do you think that SGA would demand a trade? Do you think that the Thunder should trade him? Or do you think that the Thunder should let this thing ride and use SGA as a catalyst to the next wave of of Thunder basketball? The big question for me, what do you think? Do you think that SGA will be on this team the next time the Thunder are considered title contenders? Or do you think that he'll be gone? For whatever the reason. The next time the Thunder are in these kind of, you know, the Thunder could win the NBA championship, the next time they're in those discussions, is it because SGA is on this roster? Or is SGA already gone to his next team? Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Let me know what you think on the comment section on YouTube. Let me know what you think also uh, on the email address. If you don't have Twitter or YouTube, check out the email address, lothunderpodgymail.com. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.